there's where some there's people privilege. who can speak up in whatever circumstance. Yeah, he's um, the right demographic. He's I, young. I feel like Jack he's Ryan white, would, would interrupt right? God. I do. <laughs> I feel like he would say, but God, what about this? Hi, Onyx fam. Welcome to the Onyx Life, where change comes with challenge. Every episode, we take you on a journey, moving you from the struggle life to the Onyx life, creating happy homes, financial empires, and exploring the lighter side of life. My name is Merthel. And I'm Rita. Today on Rita Reviews, we are going to be talking about Insecure, Real Housewives of New York, and Jack Ryan. So today, I wanted to actually touch on some things that occurred, I guess, last week, over the last, I think, three weeks with Real Housewives of New York. We had kind of taken a break, so I didn't get to touch on it while it was actually going. But I just wanted to know, like, have you guys seen this? Because I I don't think I've seen a Real Housewives uh, reunion as as just, I don't know, it, it just seemed very, very catty, very, like it was like a gang, ganging up on Bethany. But I'm not saying that everything... Bethany said or did was right because she clearly got called out for a lot of things but I was really surprised by the the venom from Carol I I'm really shocked at how angry she is with Bethany she's been friends with Bethany for years and all the things that she's calling out Bethany for I'm surprised because it just seems like wait you knew her for years you knew how she was and for some reason it was okay until she turned it around on you. Now, I know you and I, hun, have friends where we've seen things in their personality and we put mm-hmm. up with a lot of things and our friends put up with stuff with uh, about us as well. But I don't think that... I know, I know we all sometimes can get to a threshold. A threshold like, I can't take it anymore. But I just feel like it's a little bit hypocritical for her to be like, you know, you're narcissistic, you're this, you're this, you're that. When it was... You know, when it stopped being convenient for her. Right. But I don't even know if it's a situation of convenience. I think it's a situation where she felt hurt. Like somewhere along the line, Bethany really, truly hurt her. Well, I say it's convenience because it was okay when Bethany was acting a certain way towards but others, but, that's but theoretic- not her. But that's theoretical. Theoretical is, is that it's, it's hypocritical. But you got to move past that. This is a relational problem. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, it she really is. hurt her her mm-hmm. and because she hurt her she's like coming back like there's a saying that they you know people always say where you know if you love someone then the emotion that you will have when they hurt you is probably hate but if you really don't care about someone then it's just true indifference and that's how i feel and she's not indifferent I, at I, all she's she, not she probably loves I, her i said she was deep extremely hurt. hurt right i sense deep deep hurt on both of their ends, Bethany shows it differently. Carol is not the emotional part, the emotional mm-hmm. person like Bethany is. But how she's showing it is through her anger. Right. And she's still on Twitter showing her anger. And I was, I'm so surprised. But she was. I think she was really actually hurt. Now, I someone think Bethany could, has a really great knack of not looking like someone has hurt her. Like kind of like shrugging But she off. was crying though. She was crying on several episodes and how Carol describes it is I don't do well with unstable emotional women. <laughs> so she's not emotionally looking at, unstable women. So she's not looking at it necessarily. She's looking at it like she's unstable. As right. Well. Not that you really care about my friendship. Right. And probably thinks that she's a bit manipulative too. 
a bit. She thinks she's a lot manipulative. Right. But her anger, um, that's what I saw too. I was like, she's hurt. I wonder what she's Bethany really said. Hurt. Like, what was the actual thing that just drew the line? Because I'm sure she said several things over the course of time. Um, was it one of those things where it was just like the Chinese torture where it's just a drip, 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 drip until <laughs> Well, it just, I think it was or the, was the it catalyst. Like, was there like literally something that just okay. broke her? From totally not knowing these women at all, but you know. The, the armchair friend, you know, when you're, you're sitting in the, you know, your chair watching. So what I saw was that Carol went away for the summer to help a friend of hers grieve and get over the loss of her husband. Mm -hmm. And while she was there, Bethany was sending her texts and she wasn't, I think she was already not feeling Bethany anymore. Okay. And so she kind of responded to Bethany like, why don't we talk when I get back? Kind of brushing her off. And Bethany mm -hmm. kept on texting and she was finally like, listen, I can't talk right now, basically. Right. And I think that hurt Bethany to feel like, oh, you're putting this friend above me. Because let's remember, folks, we might be older than we were in high school. But, but we're still, still high school. <laughs> exactly. We still have a lot of emotions from there. And then I think there was another incident where um, she, Bethany was speaking badly about Carol's ex, Adam. And mm. I think Carol is still very protective of people in her life. In Carol's words, she says, you know, I keep relationships. Even if I'm not, even if we're not um, like a couple anymore, I don't burn my bridges. We right. still have some sort of relationship. So I don't think she took well to Bethany talking about him. Hmm. And then the third thing was that um, she had made, well, actually, there's two more things. One, she mm -hmm. kept making digs about Carol not having a career. And Carol is very proud of her journalist, her journalistic Past. background mm -hmm. and her writing career. She's she's a, a wonderful writer. I love her book, What mm -hmm. Remains. Um, and I feel like I think she was very offended by that. And the last thing is. So it does sound like. Um, yeah, go ahead. Well, the, la the last thing is Bethany started saying things like age shaming. I know you're 54 and you want to be 45. And I was like, Ooh. what? Why is Ooh. she saying that? You know, then, and then we'll deny it and go, I was in age shaming. And then talking about um, her and she's trying to look young. and Right. Like, like you, you know, cut why your you, hair. You cut your hair and, and you colored you it. And highlights. And then why'd and you then, buy new clothes? Right. It was just like, oh boy. I, 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 I do like both of them on the show mm -hmm. it's it's a it's sad that carol's leaving because i think she's one of the only ones that can really get to the truth of the matter of things mm -hmm. but the show is not designed for truth reality show is not designed no. for truth so all it looked it's designed like designed for a narrative exactly and all it looked like was carol looked angry mm -hmm. even if she was telling the truth she did not look good on camera bethany is the one that can kind of keep storylines going with her wit. Right. And I think sometimes people take it too personal. And I think what she's there to do, what she's paid to do, is to make quick-witted comments and mm -hmm. and to make funny remarks and to keep a so Bethany drama is going. the ultimate apple. She is the ultimate... Right. She is the ultimate person in the center of it all, just right. like how Teresa is on the other end. Exactly. And it doesn't matter how much truth telling you tell about Teresa. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. matter. That, it, 
thank you for bringing her up because it reminded me a lot when Jacqueline Mm -hmm. was on Real Housewives of New Jersey and she was just laying out the truth about who Teresa and her husband are. And all truth. It was all truth. And and, and she she started looking crazy. Not because she was saying some, some, some lie, but she just, it was like, girl, this is not for truth here. We, we all this, just want to be entertained. Isn't this isn't this kind of scary, though? Yes. Because in real life, there is a narrative that a group of people want to push. And if you just start truth-telling on somebody or, right. or a particular group, you could end up being ostracized. Well, Jacqueline's no longer on the show on New Jersey. Right. And now Carol's no longer on the show on New York. And the thing is, they should call each other. Because I bet you they could have <laughs> stories to tell. Housewives of truth tellers. <laughs> yeah. You should have like what this, are they doing now? this alternate show. What are they doing now? And then you see behind the scenes, they're all disgruntled. Right. Can you believe it? They're using like uh, Teresa and Bethany as dart practice. <laughs> yeah, it was... It was it was a tough reunion to watch. I'm not. I'm usually like amused by like you know the petty drama, mm-hmm. um, you know with like let's say Ramona and her eyes and Bethany, but this one was like someone is definitely hurt. Um, she she almost sounds like a like a woman scorned. Right. You know what I mean? That kind of a wrath. Like like she's about to set some car on fire now. Mm. Um, so I'm glad she's off for her own mental well being. I think that she's not crazy. I don't think she's crazy at all. Right. I don't think any of them are crazy. I just think some people know how to work the system, play the game, stay on a show. In fact, Carol's words were, you threw away this friendship for a show. Mm. And, you wow. know, I don't, I'm not going to say they, can, they have to close the door on their friendship. I believe that you can open it. But Carol says, you know, I don't burn bridges. But she... She's like burn this, this bridge. She bombed it. She yeah. she <laughs> yeah. she got the rocks that made the bridge and she pulverized it into powder. And then she and then she it threw it in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> so I do not know how that's gonna work because she also burned her bridge with Andy. Right. So yeah, that was it was wow. interesting. So but, anyway, I mean, not to take it too deep, but like that really bugs me. Like the the how this plays out on television that truth tellers can be persecuted and that people really want whatever fantasy narrative that makes them feel good and it just it, it's scary it's right. scary and it, and it goes right back to every single person that came in and was a truth teller in this world including jesus right. christ like literally truth tellers are not liked in this world no, they're not. It's not entertaining, like you said. It's just not. No. Most people just want to just skirt by in life and just kind of. And if you take a stand on anything in this life, you are not necessarily the, the favorite person. Not. It doesn't you matter. Know, it's like, don't just don't. What, what are you doing? Why are you kneeling? Or why are you doing this? Or why? You, just stop. Just stop. Like, we want to just do this or we just want to do that. And it's it's it, it. This narrative seems to be just playing out over and over and over. Well, you know. I won't say who it is because I don't want this person. I I, I don't want to violate this person's confidence. But it, it just makes me think of another reality show that someone was on, you know? Mm-hmm. Was like It was a dating show. And how the narrative that this person told me that they made up about this person. I won't even say whether it was a female or a male. Right. But how that was completely made up. Made up. And it was frustrating but, for this but did person. This person. But did this person even try to bring the truth out? I don't even think this person could. 
because it was like right. this right. is your storyline and you this is stick what you're to gonna it, stick to or you're you're gone and that's the thing guys when you watch these shows you have to know that this happens and this is one of the reasons why we have said We've been approached by people to do reality show, but we have always been like, I don't we've know. We've been approached, what, like, like three or four we've times? We've prayed about this yeah. thing, and some of them just didn't go through. Sometimes we just said no, and I just feel like I don't think but I would have to really one... trust the producers because I have heard this too many yeah. times. They make stuff up. I will say, <laughs> I got to tell you, even when we went for it and said, okay, let's do this, mm-hmm. when it didn't work out, I felt relieved. I just felt relieved because there was a couple where we were just like, no, we just, this does not seem right. Right. I right. believe that at some point we probably will do some sort of show, but I think it will be the right one. Yeah, it really would have to be. And we would have to have creative rights to it because that's the thing. You sign these contracts and you cannot, you'll be, you'll get sued. You cannot just back out of the contract. And no. so you i would i would do it if i had creative rights but i just i'd be very cautious because i've seen too many things heard too many things and i like to tell the truth like i i like oh, that, would, that realm of truth telling is my yeah i couldn't take that I, and and we were we were even approached to do some sort of some sort of series where it was so inauthentic it wasn't even a reality show now this was just a regular show but we were approached to do it and it would have been so inauthentic to who we are Mm-hmm. We would have felt like we were just almost like 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 trained seals or something, just performing. But we don't have a problem with performing. It was just the the manner of the show. It just and the people that approached us, we didn't feel comfortable with. Right. It, the whole thing just felt so off. And well, you gotta listen to your gut. Well, what we do, we do make believe every single day. Every single yeah, day, exactly. we're always making up scenarios. Exactly. And on YouTube, we make up these scenarios and stuff like that. So I don't have a problem with acting and make believe. Right. I just it needs to be within the realm of truth, though. I don't want this, <laughs> this thing was, to be I know. portrayed as a truth that this is not a truth. Really and then ridiculous. Now people who are watching thinks that this is truth because we're making it exactly. out like it is. Exactly, and that's what was the problem. But anyway, we're very open to doing a show. It just, it has to be the right one. And someone will say, what? I would jump on that in a heartbeat. You know what? You have to really look at these contracts. Because when they were approaching us, I started looking into these contracts. And boy, you give up a whole lot Mm -hmm. just to have your 15 minutes of fame. And if you've got something that's already working for you, I mean... Stick and you don't stick to that unless you really, really think you need that kind of publicity because it's a lot. It takes a lot out of you. Right. But anyway, I want to transition now to Insecure. So I don't know if some of you guys are watching this. I, I will always say that, you know, it's not for everyone. It's a very adult show. It's not a show that shows people who have it together at all. These are people like many of us who have problems in one area or another Someone might be okay with their career, but their relationships are all bad. Or someone might have a great relationship, but their career is mm-hmm. off. Um, but really, most of the people in the show have a really... Uh, they're a mess. They're a mess. Yeah. And so this episode, Highlight, it, it was taking place at, at around the time that Coachella, you know, when Beyonce was performing at Coachella, and um, they kind of recreated it. And they didn't get to see Beyonce because there was a lot of things that happened and they were high and 
the real buzzworthy moment of the show at the end was when Lawrence came back, which is Issa's ex. Now, the way they had done it was last season, they had said a goodbye. And basically, like, they closed that chapter. It was done. And when they were doing all the promos and the lead up to this new season, um, everyone was like, where's Lawrence? Oh, my goodness. Lawrence is off the show. And Issa had said, well, we need to take a break from Lawrence. So people assumed she meant the whole season. So seeing Lawrence, it was like, wait, what? He's back? And then you hear, then you read the interviews and he was like, yeah, I mean, I think people took what she said and they ran with it. They, <laughs> they said, oh, well, that means the whole season, but it really didn't. I mean, the people were so upset. They want, they were doing, there was a petition to bring him back. Oh, wow. I hope, and, she, I hope she didn't just buckle no, no, because no. It was of that. Pre, yeah. It was all done. Because I, I feel that she's a very creative person mm -mm. and People that have that creativity cannot allow the audience to dictate where no, they're no, going. No, no, she's not like that. That's not what happened. They had already planned this out. Mm -hmm. And they wanted her to explore, you know, some other relationships, explore being alone, not um, completely alone, because there was other things, she, other people she was with during this time. But I think that bringing him back is now a blast from the past. So I saw an article today saying, oh, they shouldn't bring him back. We need to explore her being... Um, alone and finding herself before she jumps into another relationship and mm -hmm. and i'm just like uh how entertaining would that be you mm -hmm. know they did this kind of on gray's anatomy um they had um mcdreamy die and meredith they've had her alone now for a few seasons and is that still going on yeah i know well <laughs> yes <Wow>. yes <laughs> I mean, like these are the, all the shows that Rita drags me to watch. With no, her. I don't. But I don't and it's watch. Just like I can't even believe that there's. I don't really like, watch Grey's Anatomy anymore at all, though. I might, I might like once the season is over, I might catch an episode here and there on like Netflix or Hulu just to kind of see okay what's going on. But it just doesn't. It doesn't have the same interest at all. For years now, I haven't really watched it like mm -hmm. every week. It's probably the diehards, the diehards that are still into it. Right. And is ER still on? <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, ER okay. is not on. But my point is that Meredith stayed, has been alone now for a few years. She might have had this almost like a hint of a relationship for like a second. But most of all, she stayed alone. And I mean, like to me, that's kind of uninteresting. I know that it's more like real life. You don't just jump into a relationship. But it's uninteresting. So I don't agree with that Um that article that said Issa should remain alone and let's watch her be alone like boring right you know let's let's see what she would do with her ex let's see you know how she's going to respond let's see if he's mm -hmm. grown if she's grown like that kind of stuff is fun i think tv producers and movies and television shows they have such a great opportunity to speak to their audience and to speak to um to the world that is really struggling with the concept of love and really struggling with how can I keep my relationship together? Also, you know, how can my relationship be improved and enhanced? And I find that what a lot of these uh, producers do, one of the, the reasons why I am cautious when I go towards a show is because I am so aware of agendas. And you can see an agenda coming from such a far way. Usually they'll start a season off, you know, without showing their agenda. But by the time you get into like the third episode, fourth episode, like you're like, whoa, OK, I see where they're going with this. And, you know, I know it's hard to uh, create value based shows or shows that show uh, human value systems. You can't 
please everybody because everybody has different values, but they do have an opportunity to speak to the audience. And I guess while I may not share all the values of some of these producers, I really can appreciate these shows a whole lot more because they're very nuanced and they just speak to a lot of people. And I guess each person, as you're coming to it, one of the good things about these shows, as opposed to sometimes the very Christian based shows, a lot of the Christian based shows, um, there are some producers that are really, really good and they're able to be nuanced and they're able to like pull thoughts together and make it complex. But too many of them are just so shallow and it just it just falls short. And a lot of these like they're afraid to go deep. Yeah. They're afraid to show to show real, like, real life stuff. But on the other end, and though, then there's so many people that need real stuff because that's where they're at. And yeah, they but need on solutions. the other end, though, with this show, sometimes I'm like, okay, you're exaggerating the real life. So, for example, the episode was titled "High Like," right? And in that show, they're at Coachella, and they're eating edibles. They're taking Molly. Um, what? These are like. 29 30 year olds you're what you're you're a lawyer one of them's a lawyer one of them is like a something i don't know accountant or something maybe we're naive babe but maybe a lot of people are doing that grown woman like that yeah grown grown woman look at all the statistics of meth right now that's ridiculous and it's hitting it's hitting society okay no that's a meth person that's like a meth addict i'm talking about people who are supposedly have their business together who are like worker working women who are out there you know like they look all together Babe, that's the crisis and, that's and happening right now and they're taking molly and then not only are they taking molly but they're just going to take it that one day at coachella okay, and then move no, on yeah, with life okay, yeah that like, that please. i don't believe that i don't believe like yeah. you're only going to take this thing once you're not going to deal with addictions you're not right. going to deal with the fallouts you know no right. i don't i don't agree with that i think that that's not based on reality but i think it is pretty based on reality that there are a lot of people that look like they have it together that are getting stuck on these drugs mm-hmm. and it's it's get, it's getting pretty bad but what i want to say about insecure I, I even like the title of insecure the fact that she used a title she's delving into the the world of love and relationships and the title that she uses is insecure and i was talking to Rita about this that a lot of times when we talk about i love this person or i fell out of love with this person or oh this person makes me feel so loved the, the concept of love is just so like it's so complex and it has so many layers. And really, sometimes we're talking about love when we can literally be breaking this down and talk about what you're really dealing with is self-esteem. Like, for instance, insecure. That that is an emotion that many people that are in relationships have. And when they start feeling more insecure, when they start feeling more um, low self-esteem or whatever, the, whatever the various emotions are, they start using words like, I'm falling out of love. I am no longer in love with that person. When really what you're talking about is they no longer are making me feel good about myself. So I am feeling insecure or I am feeling less than. I'm having low self-esteem. And so we're interchanging and we're trying to use the same words synonymously as though they all mean love when love just incorporates all of these things. Like for instance, like jealousy you know jealousy has a lot to do with how what you're bringing to the table mm-hmm. not necessarily you know the fact that whether you love someone or not if you are a very secure person and you have a, a strong self-esteem you're not going to feel jealous if a guy let's just say a guy comes by and whistles at your wife like i would i just have no problem with that like i agree buddy 
Like, <laughs> she's great. She's nice. Um, yet, some people would feel that, well, you know, um, no, that, that shouldn't be the case. It should be jealousy or there should be jealousy. And I'm just saying, like, sometimes when we talk about certain emotions and we attribute these emotions to love relationships, we're thinking that it's all one thing when really it's not. It's like there's all these ranges of emotions. You in a relationship with somebody else is equally impactful the relationship you have with yourself. If you don't have a good self-esteem, if you don't have a good self-awareness, if you don't have good self-love, that's going to equally impact on that relationship. And sometimes your partner could actually, or you could actually feel a certain way in the relationship. And it really has less to do with what your partner's doing and more to do with what you brought to the table as far as how you feel about yourself. Well, that's why these women in this show, they all need counseling. They need all, like Molly goes to a counselor, but, but they could all use a therapist right. because they are, they're a mess. Um, Kelly, the character of Kelly played by Natasha Rothwell, this character needs to be way more developed and maybe a spinoff because she is so funny. And then I'm reading Which one that, is that one? The you, lawyer? Uh, no, that's Molly. Oh, okay. She's um, another one. But you... Uh, <laughs> I would just say this, that she, I was reading that she sometimes, you know, she ad-libs or, you know, mm -hmm. and her ad-libs just, they just hit that right note. They're so funny because she's a comedian mm. and I'm telling you, she just gives that, that show, that life, you know, that, you know how you have a show and there's this character that just kind of like just gives it life, right? you know, like, like with a uh, handmaid's tale, it's the aunt Lydia. Even though she's not the right, main main, right. she's not June, but without she her, it wouldn't. She creates that tension. Yeah, she creates that. Yeah, but this one, she just gives this comedy spark, this life that she brings to it. It's just, it's really good. So, which one is the one that we like to listen to their podcast? Who, which now, character is that? That is uh, Molly. That's Yvonne Orji, and she's with um, Levy. They and theirs is that podcast is called Jesus and Jolliffe. Mm -hmm. But which character is she on the show? Molly. And, and Molly. oh, the lawyer. She's the lawyer. She's the lawyer. Oh, yeah, yeah she's okay. a lawyer. Oh, so, okay. yeah, she's a mess. She's a big mess on this show. And um, I think that it just, what irks me about the show, and I, and, and I watch it, but what irks me is that I just think it's really unrealistic. And I know it's just a show. So that's why I'm willing to be like, okay, well, it's a show. <laughs> right. But it's just, what irks me is that it's so unrealistic that mm -hmm. you would have high-powered women and they're having so many casual sex relationships drinking that much now they're on drugs and it just doesn't affect them like the next night or the next day i'm sorry they look all clean and put together and hey ready for you know a great day of just working like i don't mm -hmm. think so that's right. my opinion i don't think i don't i don't think you can just be functional like that when you allow that much that much dysfunction in your life and the funny thing is is that you don't even have to go through all those really you know stressful things in order to wake up the next day and just struggle to get through exactly. the day sometimes. Sometimes, exactly. sometimes just an average day just can make you say, all gosh, that. I'm exhausted, man, I need to drink I'm a tired. smoothie. Or, and that could just throw you off. Yeah. But you're going to take drugs and then it doesn't yeah, throw like, you off. come on. <laughs> it's like, come you're going to have sex. You and, can, and, I could just have a bad day with Rita where Rita just, just I don't know, just says something to me something. and just argue yeah. and, and that throws me off but you're gonna go have sex with somebody that's a stranger and they don't call you back and then you're gonna be right, okay right 
But this person Please. that you love and that you've been with for 20 years can throw your day off with a, with, a, with a statement? Yeah. I mean, come on. Come on. Because, I mean, we've had friends. I have friends. And I've had these for years. Even before I met Marthel, I've had friends. And I know how women are. I know how women feel when it comes to men and when they call them back or when they don't or when they have an encounter and whatever it is, I know what it's like. So don't, it's just unrealistic. Yeah, so it's not really based on reality. No, no. It's just creating, but it's, it's creating but it's the, a It was the same thing the of like sex in the city. Right. If right. It's sometimes, a lot of times, this thing mirrors sex in the city. Mm-hmm. You've got, um, you've got, what's her name? Um... Cynthia Nixon, what 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 was her character's name again on Sex in the City? Because she was the lawyer, and she kind of redhead. Yeah, the one that's going for what is she going for? Governor? She's going for. She's actually going in government. What is? (laughs) Where have you been? You need to get on Twitter, honestly. What is up? You need to get on Twitter. Superstars and stars trying to get into government. It's really messing us up, man. Okay, so yeah, Miranda. That's who she played. Mm. So she played Miranda. And so I feel like Miranda and Molly are pretty much like they have a lot of the same characteristics. Carrie and Issa have the same kind of um, kind of like never getting their career all together. Mm -hmm. Um, But Carrie, at least she kind of stayed a writer all those years. Um, But she had the back and forth of her ex, Mr. Big. And then now we've got Lawrence kind of have that back and forth and Daniel with Issa. Mm -hmm. Then you've got um, Charlotte, who's kind of like um, the... Tiffany on the show, you know, very prim, proper, got to have my life, you know, in this nice little square. Right. And then you've got um, Miranda, not Miranda, Samantha, who was like really sexually, like really sexually promiscuous. Well, they all were, but Mm -hmm. she was like, she took it to another level. And they kind of have Kelly like that um, with this group. So it's like four and four. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. I think they just kind of took that same plot line, right. made everybody black, took it from New York to L.A., True. took it from the 90s, you know, now to current. You know, it's, but it's the and same trope. Mix, and they mix some guys. They mix some guys in there, some some consistent guys. Yeah. It's almost like a mixture of friends a little bit. A little bit of friends with a little bit of Sex in the City, maybe. Right. I mean, it's still it's still original in the writing. It's not mm-hmm. like they're taking lines or anything from there at all. Right. Um, it's just another. But what it shows is that whatever culture you're in, time frame you're in, there mm-hmm. are some basic ways, human ways that we all act or that we all or um, experiences that we all experience. And it just kind of goes. It's it just goes beyond class, beyond race, beyond right. location. Did so, you find Did you find girlfriends to be sharing some of the similar themes or was that on another level well girlfriends being on network television that was they didn't go as they didn't it definitely was not as uh they didn't go as hard yeah no it was definitely it was funny i do i did like girlfriends mm-hmm. but you know every time we have a show about women we just have so many dysfunctional relationships like why can't we have a show about women where most of them are in something some something stable but with problems because that's how a lot of us are right we're in relationships but it's complicated Mm -hmm. we don't there could be an interesting show with married people 
that that doesn't have to only do with you know like oh I, I, it only can only be interesting unless only if we're all sleeping around but that would, it doesn't but it doesn't that, have to be that way but if they did if they did something like that wouldn't that be a part of solving a problem what do you mean i mean to have a show that was like that would actually be helping to solve some Not problem me. in society I, I don't think so i think it would just show another part of society so for example a lot of our friends like overwhelmingly are married Mm-hmm. But a lot of us, but and I say us, mm-hmm. I say us because I'm not going to say that we don't have our problems. Right. A lot of us have problems. Right. And it can be dealt with very nicely on a show where if they could show some of the issues and problems and how people are going through it. And we've, we have had friends that divorce. So I'm not even saying that all the marriages have to stay together. Right. But I'm saying that it's more realistic for me, I guess maybe in my age at least, especially, mm-hmm. To have a show where you, now you're settled, you made this choice, this is the person you want to be with the rest of your life, mm-hmm. or so you think, and now you're dealing with the fallout with that. Right. You're dealing with the issues with children, you're dealing with a husband who likes to work, 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 and you know, you're know you stuck home, or a woman that's like, you know what, I want to have babies, but I also want to work. Right. You also have issues of infidelity. You have issues of, of addiction in the marriage. What right. do you do? You have issues with in-laws. You have like I could go on and on and on. Right. It doesn't always have to be middle-aged women who are single. Yeah, and creating that whole oh girl trip. Right. You know, and we're all gonna go out and just have a wild time. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it, th- that is definitely a narrative that is that is being played out right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's I guess it's just not sexy to have no, it's not a sexy. real show. Right. <laughs> With so real life. The last thing we want to talk about is Jack Ryan. Now that was a show I definitely watched, and Why? I was just like, it was just I don't know. I guess as a guy, it was really compelling. You know, it started off with a war scene um, in Beirut, um, and just kind of just I, what I liked about it is is that it took a little bit of reality that's going on in our world, a little bit of the history. And just blended that in so that we were able to kind of like follow a narrative that may not have been true to life, but it was a reflection of some truth. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was was compelling, like even watching um, just some of the the intel behind the war scene and how, you know, they can infiltrate and or how they can break down the enemy lines and how do they get in and just that the secret world of FBI and CIA and all that kind of stuff. It's, just, <laughs> yeah. it's really compelling to just watch it and see how they do that. I think um, John Krasinski did well. I think that role was just made for him. That's amazing because, I mean, when he plays on The Office, like he does not play that at all. He plays such an average Joe. But I feel like that's what Jack Ryan is. Like he's average and right. he goes out there and just some, I don't know. Somehow he transforms. and Yeah, because you know. he does remind me of Jim. Right. You know, but what's what is up with that? His name is John. He played Jim and right. he's playing Jack. All American. It's just creating that whole J. It's creating the whole all American look. You know, the guy next door. Yeah, he's very relatable. And so definitely, definitely. I like watching him in interviews. He always seems like he just loves his family mm-hmm. and he's super proud of his wife. He's proud of his children. He loves what he does. He just knows he's living a blessed life and he can it's yeah. like he just he just exudes. He's it. definitely blessed and yeah. and privileged. Yeah. He's privileged. But you know, what I didn't like about the show though mm-hmm. was that he was always like interrupting a, a teleconference with the president, like, yeah, well what about this? 
you know, or he would be like, everyone would be like, all right, let's pack it in. We're done. And he'd be like, no, what about this? You know, it's like constantly he would be interrupting. Right. But then his black boss would always be like, don't don't say anything. Like, what are you right, doing? Right. And it just kind of just showed real life. <laughs> um, yeah. Where there's where some there's people privilege. who can speak up in whatever circumstance. Yeah. He's um, the right demographic. He's I, young. I, I feel like Jack He's Ryan white, would, would interrupt right? God. I do. I feel like he would say, but God, what about this? Um, and I feel like everybody right. else would be like, whoa, 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 whoa wait. But it just showed like real life. There's some people who cannot speak up. And it just, I didn't like it because I didn't like that feeling. It kind of presses buttons, right? Yeah, it does. You being a black woman. So yeah. it's double whammy. You're a woman and you're black. Like even with what just happened with Serena and oh. the whole thing. Um, even oh though I still feel that she would have lost because that girl was prepared for her. She came prepared. But it definitely shows in our society that there is a double standard. And I saw this thing on Facebook where they were showing all the times that white men would argue with a ref and there was no penalty given. And so it definitely, and then the cartoon, it definitely shows us privilege. The cartoon that was drawn of her today, disgusting. I, I can't. Right. It just... It pushes so many buttons and to if I'm heartbroken, if I'm angry, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine what she's feeling like. If if I were her, I probably wouldn't be on any social media. I wouldn't want any notifications. I, I just I would just be like off the grid because that pressure and, and that kind of criticism, it's just disgusting. So Well put it this way, I really think that she probably needs this in order to get her spark back. Because she's really good. But this girl came prepared for her. I mean, she had her coach. She is young. She came prepared. She just had a child. So, Serena, it's like a wake-up call. And all of this is going to just make her angry. Oh, okay. Well, but that if she part, can channel, yes, can make me, maybe yeah. get her spark if back. She but can not channel, the ridicule. No, not the ridicule. No. But if she can channel some of that energy and don't allow it to stay negative and, and, and create it as positive way to say, I will do this. Because right now, she's at the cusp. She's right at the cusp of winning the most mm-hmm. um, uh, PGA or whatever it is, tours. And she and because PGA she, is golf. Oh yeah, what a, well whatever. <laughs> I can't remember what it is, but the, you know Wimbledon's and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. She's at the cusp of doing that, and that girl just took it away from her. Now, of course, she's gonna have another one. She can go to the different. Um, mm-hmm. There's so many different, uh, different uh, competitions that she has left in the year that she could win. But if she does not win. And if she gets stopped right here, and this is part of the reason why they're upping the ante, because the moment that she wins one more, she now moves into the realm of being the best. She get she has the record. Mm. It's on record. She has to win this next one right. in order to do that. And if she gives up now, she loses in history. So she has to take this and push through mm-hmm. and, and, and really get this accomplished because it would be a shame if they got into her head broke her down so that she would not get what she deserves and i believe she deserves to be the goat she well, deserves to be the I greatest hope of she all she does times. get back to it but um with jack ryan i think that there is a storyline there that i didn't understand what it had to do with anything and that was the drone operator the drone operator was it, that storyline was weak it didn't connect and the way it ended i was like surely there was more to this but there really wasn't 
Mm. So I'm like, I don't know who decided that would be a good, um, a good subplot. That was really weird. we we could have done with almost any other subplot. They could have gotten into the characters more. Maybe we could have gotten more in, involved in the boss. I would have even liked to have seen the you know what was going on in, um, you know, in Syria more. But not like that was just ridiculous. It was like someone was trying to make atonement for being a, a drone operator. Like like that whole um, thread was to design to get people to say, hey, hey, drone operators have feelings. They have a they they're sorry for what they do, and let's let's um let's feel bad. And I don't doubt that drone operators feel bad or that they have to, you know, they do, it's their job. A lot of people have jobs where, you know, it's, that's what they choose to do, whether or not we agree with it. But what I am saying is when it comes to entertainment, though, the storyline did not make sense. It just Mm. did not. And it was, it was, that was not enjoyable. I could have just fast forwarded through all of that. The relationship um, between Jack and his girlfriend, that was cute. It was nice, you know. Um, I don't know. I guess because they only have a limited amount of seasons, they got to speed it up. Right, you know? right. You know, he was going to walk away, and she's like, why don't you just come on upstairs? You know, and then it was like, oh, here we go. You know, it's just... Yeah, that was a weird thing. But I feel that they're going to parlay that somehow into um, a second season or, you know, like a sequel. And then they're well, gonna, there is going to be a second season. I think they're going to explain that storyline a little bit more. And so they're leaving it ambiguous and just making us wonder if there's something wrong with them. But it'll, it'll make sense, I think. Well, I mean, overall, it was enjoyable. I liked the action. I liked um, the main stars. I, I did like even the, the actor. What was his name? Ali Suleiman. I liked him. And his wife. I mean, I think it was um, very good, very good. But um, I just, it just, it just gets me that Jack is the only one that has all the answers. He's always right. Mm-hmm. He can interrupt everything. He can go into a market or into a subway station or anywhere waving a gun. And it just, because of the climate and because of who we are, even it just. You know, you can't watch it sometimes and just be entertained without thinking about real life. Right, right. And how that is bleeding in. And and, and oftentimes Hollywood has been fully a part of um, shifting society and the world's view on what is and what isn't and who is and who isn't and who's beautiful and who isn't and all, all of that. Who is a hero and who isn't. So right. Hollywood has always played that role. They're still playing that role in all the challenges. So whenever we talk about social justice and we talk about all the problems and the challenges, a lot of times Hollywood likes to play like, ooh, we're on the liberal side. We're on the we're on this side. We're on the right side. And we are, you know, we're fighting this thing. And at the end of the day, we just allowed certain people to win awards. We just allowed certain people right. into into the thing. So we know that you know, Hollywood plays, it's like the left hand and the right hand, and they're all playing a role in this whole injustice, what we call life. And Just once, I wanted to see the boss interrupt and have the answer for everything. <laughs> right. And then be like, okay, thank you. You know, there you go. There's, there's other people on this team, you know? I remember, I remember when I watched a show where Jackie Chan, it was one of his shows where he was just kicking butt. 
and he well, was kicking. Isn't that all of his movies? He's always kicking butt. No, but this was in. It, but he was actually doing it in an American context where he's kicking butt with Americans that he's. Was this Rush Hour? I can't remember. I can't remember which <laughs> one it was, but it was. But it was a very. It was very obvious mm-hmm. that the Chinese man had the answers to solve the world problem. <laughs> and it was just like I'm sure it just left probably he didn't get the best ratings on that movie because the truth of the matter is it goes against the narrative that there is only one type of person that can solve all problems and can be the hero. Well, I, I'm hoping and I think that Hollywood is trying to maybe turn it with Jack Ryan, not so much, but maybe with some other mm-hmm. um, some other vehicles. But it doesn't stop me from watching things like this because I can still enjoy it for what it is. Sure. You know, so sure. I would I'm, say, hey, check it out. I'm looking forward to the next season to see if they explain away that. The, that don't talk about the drone operator. The drone. No, I would like to. No, I'd like he's to done. <laughs> that whole thing is done. He wasn't even in the last few episodes because his, his, his thing was done. Okay. It was just like, we need to fill some airtime. We'll see. What can we come up with? Oh. <laughs> Anyway, I don't, and I usually don't have such disdain for certain storylines, but that one was just like, what a big waste of time. Mm. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Please make sure to leave a rating and review for us. Join us again Monday through Friday. Show notes are found at theonyxlife.com. Join our Facebook, The Onyx Life. Follow us on Twitter at The Onyx Life and on Instagram at The Onyx Life Official. Now go and live that Onyx Life where change comes with challenge. See you next time. 